here. <laughs> Y'all. What is happening? <laughs> Did you hit? That's why I got to move that. My bad. Let's get into the show. <laughs> Okay, I got a regular jobs. Remember, I'm trying regular stuff. That shit fucked me. I, it was. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. That's better. Yeah. yeah. It's the motherfucking D O Double G Snoop Dogg. My neck hurts like shit. Dr. Dre, mother stuffer. You know who's back up in this motherfucker. I'll be aggressive with it. I like it. It's just hard to swing on your knees. Pause. It's Kasabi. What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Xavier Lavo. Welcome back to the Xavier Lavo Show, live from Las Vegas. I'll be your host with talent on loan from God. Yes, the one and only. I'm back. I took Wednesday off. Why? Because in this thing called life, I'm trying new shit. And the new shit is a jobs, okay? They took away my LaRonda and they made her go teach other people. I graduated. Honestly, just so you know, after passing training, I was ready to get. I was like, all right, I did it. I got a job. But I like it. I like it. It's very fulfilling. Um, when I talk to other artists, we all have a small similarity that I always like to bring up. And it's just it's similarity in... um. Or selfishness. Anything artistic is very selfish. It's self-explanatory. All of it. Even when somebody writes for someone else, it's a self thing. It's very selfish. It's it's look at me. You we're a celebrity. You celebrate us. You you give us our kudos in abundance, and we live a different life. And I don't give a fuck. I was laughing at somebody because they were listening to one of my songs that I wrote, and I'm like, bro, that was one of my plays. I'm I'm talking to these young writers, and I'm just watching them and watching their placements. This video clip came up of Dream, and Dream goes, we never age. Writers don't go nowhere. We're not real artists, right? We're forever. If you're a good writer, you can last in the music industry forever. As long as you can write good music. You're a composer. There's no cheat code. There's none of that, oh, I'm cool, and I fuck with people and got to sign. Nah, man. My first production deal was a five-year thing, and that shit turned into a 10-year thing. Then you freelance, you write, fuck placements. You just go around trying to sell hooks. You go around selling verses, and it's it's a fun thing, but it's a selfish thing. And I've never found any way to give back. Not like like we do every year. We give food, Thanksgiving, housing. We've given furniture. We all that type of shit. That doesn't count to me. It's just not enough. And doing what I'm doing now feels great. And I can honestly say that doing what I'm doing now is. It just helped, hey man, like for real, like I don't know how to explain it. I'm not like one of them fake rappers that grew up in a beautiful neighborhood and shit, bro. Like it really was a motherfucker where I came up and I really did some things that it's a different chapter in my life. I'm a different person. I was listening to Rogan talk with Russell Brand and he was like, you think today the you that you are today will still have an addiction problem. He's like, I think you're a different person today. I don't think you can be addicted today. 
That's interesting. I think this is a new chapter in my life. This is happy. This is different. I'm not like, I feel like the way the world's been lifted off my shoulders. And then I start to look ahead and go, I don't want to just have a job. Like, I like doing this. We just re-signed. I want to do the dirty jobs thing too. So as, uh, as I continue this journey called life, I used to say live in the moment, meaning live right now because there's no tomorrow. I didn't know if tomorrow was ever going to come. I lived in a very dark, uh, heavy community, poverty, uh, no food. People struggled in a way that you probably shouldn't struggle. And this wasn't that long ago. The nineties, the eighties shit, even the early two thousands was very interesting. And, um, you walk around with the mentality of YOLO, right? You just live once, you got to live it up. But that was never my, my that, that wasn't like my my goal with living the moment. My living the moment was more like enjoy the right now. Being in Vegas, you see so much performances, you kind of get, you just get jaded to watching shit. But you got to tell people because Vegas is one of those cool towns where everybody wants to be a fucking artist, right? Or whatever the case is. They want to be on stage. They want to be the other person, the famous person. You have to enjoy the magic trick. Stop trying to figure it out. That's serious. It's one of my, I literally have this written down. Stop trying to figure out the magic trick and just enjoy it. Stop. We just, you got to stop. Live in the moment. Life is long. I stood in line the other day speaking to a man that was 67 years old. 67, a landscaper. And I said, dude, life is long. He goes, huh, no, it isn't. Life is short. I said, how old are you? He goes, 67. I said, dog, I'm 36. You got me by 30 years. 31, if we want to get technical. Life is long, and you don't prepare. That's why drug dealers, that's why old fucking failed rappers or whatever the case is, all end up in the same fucking place. Warehouse jobs, cook jobs, or some shit that nobody wants to do in the middle of the fucking night. Pride's a motherfucker. And to tell you the truth, this system... As I have learned by doing this show and becoming more of a, I guess, a pundit and a talking head, I've understood that this country is actually built for the nine to fivers. It really is. They always fed us that bullshit about being independent and getting all this. Mm, I'm good, dog. I did that, bro. I have been a business owner multiple times and still own businesses. I like having a job. Here's something that happens when you make money, too. The people don't only very successful people can understand what I'm going through or what I've went through. And I'll, and I'll paint it out for you. You make so much fucking money. You get bored. That happened. I made so much. We just got bored. I had nothing to do. Do you understand that? I literally turned my alarm off. I cut my phones off. Once my grandmother passed, I didn't talk to anybody. There's so much fucking money floating around. We had nothing to do. Life was pointless. That happens. A lot of, hey, bro, trust me. You want to get into real estate and you want to make a million bucks, two, three million. Cool. You can do that shit. You're going to get bored. It's only hard for about a year and change. After your first four years of being in a business for yourself, a good business that's operational, that'll make you money. Real estate, buy a couple fourplexes. In three or four years, you'll have so much money. You won't know what to do. You'll wake up late. You'll go to sleep early. You're just boring. You don't really have a life. You spend money on shit you don't need. You don't, you don't have personality anymore. You live vicariously through your phone because that's the only real experiences that you experience yeah you go out to eat dinner and you spend money on shit but it doesn't mean anything there's no experiences you're not living in the moment and i lost myself with money came up from shit we got a bunch of money and just 
things change. You get bored when you get rich. You got to find something to do. And I know people are like, well, how much money do you really have that you got that bored? Enough to get bored. Enough to say that I didn't have to work. Don't. Didn't. And fucking don't think about it. Ever. I'm good. I'm straight. Like, shit is, um, shit's good. Shit worked out well. But having too much money made me bored. And I just didn't have purpose. Like, my wife, I know life is different for both of us because her as a parent, I feel like her purpose is always nurturing as a mother. And then, you know, she has her thing, like her hobbies and shit. But thank God that she's not into the shit that I'm into. Like, I just learned a hobby, y'all. Like, I got fish. Like, I'm a fish person now. I got my dog, but I've always had Baymax. And I got this tank, and I started buying all this shit, and it makes me happy. Like, I saw a clip where I was laughing, and I was like, what do 35-year-olds do? Like, what are we going to do? Go to the park and do, like, pull-ups and shit, and then Chris Hansen's going to pop up with a fucking plate full of cookies and be like, what are you uh, adults doing at the fucking park? Because that was the life that I lived. I didn't know what to do in the mornings. I didn't work. I didn't know what to do at night. I didn't work. People were like, oh, I'll hit you when I get off. Or I got to I gotta make money to go do some stuff. Didn't have that problem. That shit never related to me. Bro, when I needed a gym, I bought one. The whole thing. Not, oh, let me get a membership. No, nah, fuck it. Let's open one. I need a furniture. I opened a furniture store. Then I bought fucking bunch of fucking furniture. Like, it just did shit like that because I was able to. Good times. You have no purpose sometimes. It just doesn't add up. And I was always told that I wouldn't get old. I didn't know what the fuck aging was going to be like. This shit is new. So having a job and like my first job at 36, it's dope. (laughs) Bro, I 1099 so much shit in my life. It's awesome to just have something to do. That's all. It really is. Live in the moment. And life is long as fuck. When homeboy looked at me and said life is short and he was 67, I was like, dog, you're almost at the life expectancy. 75, 76, it's a, you out of here. 82, but I mean, either way, it's like, you out of here. What you mean life is short? Bro, and you doing landscaping. You see what I'm saying? You didn't prepare either. You're, unless you love, I don't know. I ain't going to talk about it. We got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. L'Oreal's a chump. John Morant, what's going on with him? Let's get into what ChatGPT wrote for me to say. Welcome to the Xavier Labo Show, where we bring you the latest in culture events. Is it is it pop culture events? Mm, I don't know if I like it like that. Is it even reading me? Today's show includes empowering black women films by Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah is getting together with PNG, putting together films to help. Uh, shit, she has an Afro-Latina movie coming out. Shout out to her. Kaya Sinat hitting Sinat, Sinat, Sinat. He hit 300K concurrent subscribers on Twitch. We'll talk about that. Forge new technology to make cars <laughs> able to repo themselves. And we'll be discussing an upcoming TikTok. <laughs> Excuse me. An upcoming TikTok <laughs> screen time feature. And calls. <laughs> Shit. I'm fine. And calls had a holiday fumble. I'm only talking about him because I just discovered him. New York Tattoo Removal Services, and there's now butyral shortage. Sit back, relax. Let's dive into today's shows and all these topics. Let's do this. How's everybody feeling? Now, I want to get the music going. Just cut. Why does it sound like that? Yeah, Susan. Let's get into these topics. Y'all ready? It's Friday. We got a whole lot of shit to talk about. Okay, I hit it on a low, low. Oh, God. She keep me on a low. Hand dances. Yeah. I hit it on a low. Let's go. Yeah. And when I hit it. 
Oh boy. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. I like this dude, man. He's cool as shit. I like him. I like uh what's the boy from KC? Mahomes. He looks like my little cousin. I tried to dress up my little cousin to sell his ass because he looks like him. I was like, let's go make some money on the strip, dog. He's about the same height, same weight, same kind of look. Let's make some bread. Little cousin didn't want to do it, asshole. <laughs> but he could have, boy, he could have made me some. I called the house. I said, oh, my God, tell me he's the new quarterback. And they're like, nah, man, that's not him. I was like, God damn it. All right, so that didn't happen. But, but, I like those kids. And I like their parents. I think their parents are pretty dope. But there's a story going around. And I don't even know if it's true, bro. Every video that I've seen of the dude from the NBA looks like a fucking AI video. So y'all help me out. Is John Morant indefinitely suspended or not? John Morant has a beautiful property down there in Memphis, and I guess he has a basketball court there where people come over and play ball with him. Some young boy came over, started wilding and talking shit. Somewhere in between the basketball game as he was leaving, he was like, yeah, I'm going to air this bitch out, or I'm going to lay this bitch down, I'm going to fire this bitch down. John and his homeboy got mad and packed dude out. So what? That's all I got to say about that. So fucking what? You're on my property. We just balled. You caught an attitude, and I packed you out. I don't give a fuck how old you are. 17 you think i'm supposed to feel bad for 17 you know what the fuck i was doing at 17 you lucky he didn't fucking get his head exploded a 17 year old is hey let me tell you something bro the balls on a 17 year old are as big as they're ever gonna be because they know they can't go to jail for much you go to juvie and then that shit falls off your record you can go crazy at 17 so don't sit here and be like oh he's only 17 fuck you I know what I was doing at 17. I know my son's at 17. Nah, I'm good. I don't know if they deserve to pack him out in that fashion, but if you say you're going to air my shit out, meaning you're going to come my shit, oh, no, I'm packing you out. So shout out to John Morant. Glad he did that. Really glad he did that. But I hope he wasn't. I hope he's not in trouble with the league. Like, I find that to be complete bullshit. No, I don't give a shit. L'Oreal, so who the fuck is this? Okay, so uh, the girl, the albino girl, that um, she's albino, right? Or she like do drugs or some shit, whatever the fuck. So that girl that Joe Budden was defending because Michael B. Jordan called her it was like, oh, you remember when you called me corny? Remember how Joe did? It? Joe did it funny as shit, but when Joe did it, <laughs> when Joe did it, it was really funny. Cause Joe's like, he has some spies. But um, Joe defended L'Oreal, and then she went on. And did her thing with her fucking co-host or one of her friends where they basically aired out Joe saying that he was gay and that that's their gay best friend. And just like completely just shitting on the man and tearing him down after he defended Shorty. Why? Joe just needs to stop helping people, bro. Fuck her. Fuck Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is a corny ass bitch. There's a lot of you motherfucking rappers. Just because you got money don't mean you ain't a corny bitch. You actors too. Y'all corny as fuck. I've been telling y'all y'all corny. And that's why y'all disappear. Y'all not cool oh and ray schrimmer thank god they're finally done they've sucked ass forever they could have sold their music to artists that we really like but instead we kept on listening to those two goofy motherfuckers and now the 45 year old got an attitude because nobody liked his goofy ass the whole time because he was 10 years older than the young kid the fuck out of here no my nose is running i'm about to sneeze again do you think that cole's thing is, is a good deal or no i just learned about cole's there's no designer I don't know why I thought it was so good in there. Like, I walked around, it was just regular shit. It was like shoe designer. Like, Adidas, Nike. You know, like, that's not clothes. I'm not wearing an Adidas robe. Fuck. I want the Dunder Mifflin fur one, though. If you find that one in mink. 
like a pink mink Dunder Mifflin. Can we? All right, let me, can I go back to the show? Thanks. I just want to get back to the show. Thanks. And now, the news. Stories out of Vibe Magazine. Well, just Vibe. Queen Latifah and the Queen Collective will be premiering six new projects in, partic- in participation with Procter & Gamble, P&G. There's some money involved, P&G. Widen the screen initiative to provide support for black women in films. The six creatives include in the year's Queen Collective program, including Idelia. Uh, uh, why do you give me names? I can't read. <sighs> Idelia Librium. I hope I said that right. Jenna Shaw, Lucina Fisher, Bashina Corinne, Imani Din- Denison, Denison. Denison, Denison, and Countess Gales. In partnership with PG, Flavor Unit Entertainment, and Tribeca Studios, Queen Collective unveils their first two releases this year. This is pretty dope. It, it, it touched my cortisone. Uh, it's a documentary entitled Her Elementary and another one titled Gaps. Both films premiere February 24th via BET's. Wait, hold up, go ahead, BET! <laughs> I thought I was going to the to VH1 uh, streaming. That's what's up. It's going over to BET and digital platforms that it's aired on with the 54 annual NAACP Image Awards, which Queen Latifah hosted this past weekend. The next two Queen Collective films, Team Dream and Negra, Yo Soy Bella, will premiere March 24th. Award-winning director and writer-producer Lucia Fisher-Helms, Team Dream, Team Dream? Really? I'm just asking you, y'all wrote this, which centers around friends and competitive swimming. That's dope. Uh, Anna and Madeline, Anne and Madeline on her journey to a national senior game. Negra Yo Soy Bella is directed by Vashin Corin. That's what's up. And profiles Marty Cruz, an Afro-Puerto Rican. <laughs> to find strength and pride in her practice for the tradition of La Bomba. Wow, that is so beautiful. Like, that gave me chills when I first seen it. That's what's up. That boy Lona really ain't gonna come up today, huh? That's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to Queen Latifah. Shout out to all my Puerto Ricans. Y'all know what time it is, mi gente. I changed my flag. My fl- my Puerto Rican flag is all black. Like, there's, they're not red, white, and blue no more. This is white with black stripes and a white flag. That's it. I'm over it. I don't know where I'm from anymore. I'm a man without a country. Puerto Rico has changed so much. I do not understand uh, where I'm from anymore. I just don't. And that's where it's at. Uh, Stories at a complex. And a congratulations to one of the biggest streamers that we've seen yet. Kaya Sanat. His fucking name always fucks me up. I love this kid, though. He's fucking awesome. Now, if you don't understand how Twitch works, when people sub to you, they pay you. It's a paid subscription. So he doesn't just have the most stream uh, um excuse me the most subs but these are concurrent memberships these are people that are paying consistently every month from a minimum of like seven bucks to a max of like 20 per month Three hundred thousand people concurrently continue to pay this young boy 
He just a message read the story. Complex Twitch streamer Kai Sinai has broken the all-time record for most subscriptions. It's most concurrent subscriptions on a platform after he surpassed 300,000 sub mark on Tuesday. The difference between Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and all these other ones that they pay to follow. Every follower is paying him. It's official. We are the most subscribed streamer of all time. Also hitting the milestone of 300,000 subs, not tweeted in all caps on Tuesday. This journey has been amazing. Black History Month. Sanat, who was the first who first started streaming on Twitch way back in February 2021, hit a milestone at the conclusion of the mile long sub month long subathon. It's pretty dope. He went live for the whole fucking month. Didn't stop. Was even talking to Shorty on the phone. It was wild. He streamed a nonstop from the start of Black History Month on February 1st, and he has previously invited a number of his high profile friends to come back on the show. People like Baby wasn't on the show this time, was he? Either way, Lakai went live basically for a month. Didn't come off and ended up beating out the highest fucking concurrent sub fucking number, which is a crazy number, first and foremost. And the fact that they paying the boy, congratulations, man. The new king of Twitch, the Amazon-owned streaming platform, tweeted upon the news of Sanat breaking the record. Kai Sanat is now the most subscribed channel in Twitch history, shattering previous records of 283 subs. Twitch got to pay that boy a few million. And I'm talking about in the tens of millions. Dead ass. Drake said 50. I don't know about 50, but 10 or 20 be solid. He deserves it. Fuck yeah, he deserves it. it even if 300,000 people just paying him $5. Just 300,000 people, $5 a month. That's 1.5 million a month at $5. They owe that boy some money. The story's out of vice and the story scares the shit out of me. Are you worried about the repo man taking your car? No need to worry. There's no more repo, man. Ford's releasing a new technology patent that they're trying to get the pass to let cars repo themselves. That's where we are today. Let's, uh, I don't even have a good fucking noise for this shit. Advice, Ford is seeking a patent for a system that would enable its cars to annoy users with endless notifications, constant beeps and chimes, or even lock owners out of the car entirely if they miss a payment, according to the patients to the patent application published this week. So they're going to change the ride. They're going to cut your AC, cut your radio until you're so fucking irritated you pay them back. I think this is the biggest encroachment on our privacy. It is my right and duty to rob your bitch ass of this overpriced fucking car because the car industry has been the, one of the biggest jokes in American fucking history. If nobody understands how shitty the car game is, they buy cars for hundreds of dollars, just hundreds, and then they sell them for thousands by telling the bank that the car is worth that. They buy a piece of shit 300, a 2018 300 at the auction for $400 and then sell it for 24,000. They have to tell the bank that that's what the car is going to sell for. That's the only way they can get the bank to say, uh-huh, we'll give you 24,000 for your $3,000 car. That shit is bullshit. I don't think cars should be able to be repoed and then sold for whatever the fuck they feel like and then leave the bill on the consumer. It's one of the biggest travesties in America. And if Ford gets away with doing this, Ford will be the first company I have to suck a... Look, I can't say it. The application first reported by the driver and the register modest title... Modest... Excuse me. Hold up. The application reported by the driver the register, modestly titled Systems and Methods 
repossesses a vehicle. It's essentially a playbook for how an internal... <laughs> this is Big Brother Part 10. Fuck this. Rick Ross said he would never drive a Tesla because that shit could drive you to the police. And this is exactly what this is. And I'm not reading shit else. I don't give a fuck. That's crazy. The repo system is one of the worst systems in America. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The repo system in America, the car game in America, that whole shit needs to be rewritten. These stupid motherfuckers have ruined the economy single-handedly because we need transportation. So they're allowed to jack up the prices just because? Nah, my boy. We got to do something better than that. So, stories at a complex, and it's finally happening. TikTok is going to have a screen time. They're literally going to shut you out of it if you're a kid. TikTok has announced uh, several new features for teen users, including a 60-minute daily screen time limit. Now, listen, in China, that's all they get, and it's only after school and, like, every other day and on the weekends. We're not even allowed to play with it. So I know we always have this big titty fit. They're like, oh, they're, they're so strict with it in China. We're, we shouldn't do that to our kids. No, I don't mind the strictness. Y'all too loosey-goosey with your kids. To be clear, the limit does not, excuse me, does not full-on block the user from spending more than 60 minutes on the app. Or platform. Instead, per the extended breakdown of the new feature shared by TikTok on Wednesday, users under the age of 18 will be prompt to enter a passcode once they hit their time limit. They're watching kids because kids don't get off the goddamn TikToks. Get your ass outside and play. The weather's about to get better. Though an exact launch date for these new features was not revealed on Wednesdays, announcement TikTok's head of trust and safety, Comrack Keenan, said that users under the age of 18 will see the 60-minute limit begin automatically set on their accounts in the next coming weeks. If your kids start bitching about their TikTok and they, they start doing that stupid fucking dance and shit and they, it doesn't finish and it just cuts them off, good. Complex. Nike has updated its rules for how retailers in North America carrying its most coveted shoes are allowed to release them. According to a confidential... You know what? I'll give you a better clip on this. The resellers are about to take a big hit. Nike's opening its own stores and they're pulling all of their sneakers that are exclusive to just Nike retails. They want to have their own store where they sell their own exclusive shit and they're trying to get rid of the resale. And I, I promise you the attack on the resale is starting now and not like it did before. I, the attack on the reseller today is going to be probably one of the biggest they're going to shut that shit down. NFTs could stop it. If they knew how to work NFTs properly, they would stop people from fucking uh, reselling. And they would do it properly. It's going to get bad. Nike's just not going to let the stores release shit the way they want to, how they want to, in any way they want to. And Nike will put their foot down. And you're going to see a lot of lawsuits. Come on. Nike's already suing everybody and their fucking mom. Even bathing ape. They're going crazy out here. But these new policies won't stop. And I'll tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. The more the computers are involved, the easier it's going to be for them to track down who's buying all this shit and who's getting it. They'll just shut you down. That's it. They'll just shut you down. I had to return to Amazon. And I told y'all I had to go to this place called Kohl's. Never been. My furniture store was two doors down from Kohl's. Never walked in. I didn't care. Um, We had an eyebrow place. And then there was like a tax place and a GameStop and in my store. And on the other side, it was a Kohl's. Never walked in that shit. I don't care for Kohl's. But there's no, it wasn't, it's not bad. I like it. Like, I bought some things. I got some slides. Got my girl some shit. It was cool. But, I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not, I don't know. It's not what I thought. It's not like Montgomery War. Montgomery War. That's what my grandma used to go. Montgomery War. Macy's. It ain't Macy's, tell you that. CNN Business. Sales at cold stores open for least. Wait, 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 wait. 
Sales at Kohl's stores open for at least one year have dropped 6.6% during the holiday quarter. It's like a huge hit during the holiday, but they don't sell much holiday shit, so I don't see why they thought they would do good. The retailer almost lost $302 million during that quarter. What the fuck were they selling before I went there? The losses drove Kohl's stock down 8% during a pre-market trading on Wednesday. Inflation squeezed sales, the company said, forcing it to mark down some products. Wow. To entice shoppers to buy. Ouch. They're cutting profit margins just to make the numbers look good for the investors. If we don't stop living for the investor and we don't start living to take care of the consumer, businesses will fail as you know it. If Cole doesn't understand that what they're doing is servicing their members and their the people that come and spend money, they're going to fall on their fucking face. They keep on counting on what the shareholders want. The shareholders can go fuck off and go play in the fucking L.A. River. Take care of the people that put the money in the store. You always worry about the people in the boardroom who make the decisions and not the people that are spending their hard-earned money. It's an issue. Cold comments echoed others from Target, Walmart, to many other big box retailers that have to cut prices. One, they're sitting on a shitload of inventory. They don't want to say that. Inventory is at an all-time high. That whole, oh, we don't have shit. Now we got a lot of shit. We have a lot. It's everywhere. And prices are going to have to drop. Ain't nobody got money for that shit. Did you know? Here's a fun fact. Vegas, Arizona, and a few other places. The fastest depreciating markets in the whole country. All the money that we made in two years, gone like that. Gone like that. Everybody knows New York City is an amazing place. But there's this one show out of New York that really took New York to the next level. Yeah, I had to say the whole city. Because anything that had to do with, like, um, anything that was reality TV to me blew shit up. When Black Ink happened in New York, bro, that shit is crazy, okay? It's fucking crazy. It's always been real stuff, son. It's always been real stuff. But now New York is offering tattoo removal. That's right. Out of the New York Post, do you have regrets? A dedicated tattoo remover parlor, remove removery, has leased a 2,500 square foot, that's not bad. On the ground floor of 4th, <laughs> really, 4th and 21st Street for a city flagship. Kenneth Hakatakuchiri of Winiki Real Estate Group rep the newly minted tenant. That's pretty dope. Which has seen, did that just flash? The fuck was that? Uh, which has seen an extraordinary growth in services while reducing the stigma of tattoo removal. What stigma is there of tattoo removal? Somebody, what the fuck, are you, who wrote this? There's no stigma in tattoo removal. I'm all for it. Once I saw everybody had tattoos, I wanted tattoos removed. Y'all ain't no. When I had tattoos, it wasn't a thing. That's why it looked so shitty. Because it was like a time when you weren't supposed to have tattoos. It was gangsters and killers only, goddammit. Now, beautiful women have prettier tattoos than me. Fuck them. Removery is a headquarter in Austin, Texas, and only uses lasers that break down the ink. So if you don't know how laser removal works, they laser your... I think it's the second layer of skin with the with the um, the light breaks it up. It refracts and it breaks up the ink. It basically rescars you under the top layer and breaks the ink up so that you can shit it out, right? And you're like your kidneys and your liver can process it. Basically, it zaps it and then you shit it out. There's no stigma. Zap the. Sh- I still want to zap my eye and move my fucking teardrop. That's it. I don't know. That's just that's you know. I don't know. I don't see how anybody feels like fucking laser removal is a goddamn 
<laughs> What's the stigma? There's a stigma. All right, y'all. I have asthma. I suffer from asthma my whole fucking life. And because I've been a fat fuck lately and I ain't been working out as much as I should, my asthma has been affecting me. Now, COVID, okay, caused a lot of my asthma to come back. I was actually asthma-free for many years. After COVID hit, everything went to shit. Now I find out there's an albuterol shortage. This scares me. The Washington Post Children's Hospitals across the country lost a supplier of a common respiratory medication with the sudden shutdown of an Illinois manufacturing plant. Can you believe that shit? That's crazy. Uh, last week, the specialties specialist warned with prolonged shortages of an important treatment for kids with RSV. Basically, if you don't know what's going on, those upper respiratory infections that a lot of these kids are getting, if they have asthma, if they're prone to asthma, they're catching asthma at a high rate. They're coughing, they're wheezing, they're suffering. And now the company that was making the medicine is gone. One of them, not all of them, just one of them, which is going to cause a shortage. There's a lot of kids that are sick still. The weather is really shit. Do you understand that West Coast people don't deal with this type of shit? We're supposed to be in tank tops and shorts right now. I have not moved to Las Vegas to live in the cold weather. Ever. Akron? Acorn? Acorn. A company that has struggled under bankruptcy. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. Acorn, a company that has struggled under bankruptcy for two years, has been a subject of the Food and Drug, Food and Drug Administration's enforcement actions shut down. Hold on. The FDA shut them down? Does not the FDA understand that we need this shit? Sometimes you got to let it rock. Uh, the Illinois facility was licensed to make the liquid albuterol, which is used by hospitals for nebulizers. Just those little fucking tubitos. Um, the FDA has the medicine on a shortage list since last fall. Hospitals have been able to manage the issue thus far, and patients have not been affected directly. Thank God. Asthma has gone through the fucking roof since the coronavirus. And that's a fact because of Dr. Fauci. I think. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the show. I don't know where loner is to bitch about me not doing a whole hour, but I don't got the whole hour in me. Pause. I, uh, I'm just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? I got a job. I feel good. The good thing about having a job and knowing that you don't need it is amazing. That feels awesome. I know not a lot of people can say that, but again, and I'm, I'm proud of that. Thank you for watching. Pop a bottle, Diddy, who's coming with me. And make it right back. So tell the DJ, bring you back. My mind frame change. All right, y'all. My name is Savian. Live in the moment. Don't live in the past. Be safe. Stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. One. Look at this, sweating, sweating. Now we styling. Spend the night on the Amalfi Coast. Show you what you're worth a well.